Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just uh, getting ready for my vacation. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to a beach in a state on the East Coast. Ooh. Virginia. (laughs) Way way to just like, (laughs) I don't know. Unnecessarily bury the lead for about six seconds there. Very good. Awesome. And well, that sounds fun. Ambiguousness is. Yeah, I'm getting know. ready to a... go to work in Toledo, Ohio. Not Toledo, Spain? No, apparently there is a Toledo, Iowa, hmm. but I'm not going back to Iowa anytime soon. Sorry, people from Iowa. I didn't enjoy it. They don't even have electricity. They can't hear podcasts. <laughs> they had to build it. A baseball field out of a corn. Like, come on, they, man. They well, don't know what they're be, doing. You know, <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Well, here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, we don't usually make fun of Iowans. Uh, usually. Sometimes we do. Uh, but our main goal is to watch and review straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent visual entertainment media. Whether that's movies, shorts, fan films, TV shows, whatever. Be that what it may. Yes. <laughs> what did we watch for today's episode, Chris? We watched the 2019 musical adventure film, Blood Machines. Blood Machines. Bam, 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 yes. I will go ahead and give you a... Uh, well, There's. I found two blurbs. They all seem to be the same uh, with just slightly different wordings. Off of Google, yeah. an artificial intelligence escapes a spaceship to challenge two Blade Runners to a chase. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's not bad at all. And then IMDB has an artificial intelligence escapes her spaceship to turn into a female a female ghost and challenges two Blade Runners to a galactic chase. So again, another instance Slightly. of, hey, let me copy your homework. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Don't copy it exactly. So. It was slightly more descriptive in the IMDB one, right? <laughs> Who knows? Who I knows? Got nothing. So. This was a listener suggestion from... Um, Mr. Todd of the Spies Like Us podcast. Mm. Spies Like Us podcast, they watch and break down spy movies. They're much more professional and well put together than we are. It's actually a really fun podcast. I'd I'd recommend checking it out. Do you like the the spy points thing that they do? I do like the spy points thing that they do. So they break down the spy craft within the movie and whether it was realistic or not, I guess would be the best way of putting it. How good was it? We don't do that with the sci-fi movies because if we started They're, trying to see what was the most realistic, the, I don't, I don't think we've seen it yet. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe another life would win. No, not another oh, life. No, not away? another life. Away, away right? maybe yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> maybe just going to Mars. That's all we got. <laughs> what was that one we watched that wasn't science fiction that we watched on accident? Only, but that's also not realistic. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there like a? DNA test for compatibility with whatever. Anyways, Spies Like Us podcast. Definitely check it out. Thanks, Todd, for the suggestion. That was always love suggestions. The one. Oh, that's right. The one. Yeah. Because I made the Jet Li joke. Yeah. Only is the Battle Tanks prequel. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Also super realistic. (laughs) Fantastic. So Blood Machines on IMDb. It's 6.2 stars out of 10 stars with 3,000 ratings, so not a small sample size for like we see for some indie films, but not massive or anything. He's got a median score of 7, garnering 20.3% of the votes. 
or ratings, I guess, on Rotten Tomatoes. It is sitting at 78% fresh with 18 critical reviews and an audience score of 65%. Did you have any other ratings you wanted to share? 86% of Google users liked this movie. 86, huh? Interesting. Yeah, I, did, I didn't find it on Metacritic, but I'll look again. I don't think it would be. Yeah, it's not on Metacritic. Interesting. All right. Well, it seems generally well-received. 6.2 on IMDb is well above average, especially especially for a Kickstarter film. And I mean, 78% of the tomato meter, 65% audience score. I think, yeah, I think we would say this was above average as far as the populace goes. But what did you think about it, Chris? What are your initial thoughts and opinions? I'll go ahead and just uh, come off the top rope here. Off the top rope with the elbow. I think this is this is the first movie or the, the, the very first thing that we have seen that is actually a sequel to a music video, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think how many but how it's, many movies out there are sequels to a music video? Not many. So if you go At on three maybe <laughs> if you go on the Blood Machines website under concept uh, it says, inspired by the spirit of 80s films and music, Blood Machines is a 50-minute science fiction film written and directed by Seth Ickerman and scored by the synthwave artist Carpenter Brut. Uh, Blood Machines is a sequel to the music video Turbo Killer, their first con- collaboration. Interestingly enough, uh, their first Kickstarter campaign, it was called is Blood Machines dash Turbo Killer 2. Mm. And it has um, a couple of the same actresses. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, my initial thoughts and opinions are positive. Okay. I think when I first started watching this, I was getting very big Kung Fury vibes, mainly in just the way that, um, I guess, the light, the lighting, mm. maybe some of the way they did the visual effects, a lot of green screen. But that's okay. You know, green screen is green screen. Uh, I thought it was done well. I'm not sure if the term musical applies, I mean, there were scenes where there was no dialogue. There was just music and then people moving around to that music, I guess. No, I really liked this one. I was really impressed. I didn't realize it was a three-part series. Me neither. It's billed as a movie everywhere you look. But then when you go on Shudder, which I guess it was exclusively released on Shudder, the streaming service, it's in three parts. Yeah. And 50 minutes... Probably an exaggeration on 50 minutes, because I feel like there's about six or seven minutes of credit altogether. Probably way more than that, actually. <laughs> actually, it's more than if you I added up. So it's 20, 21 and 17 minutes. So it's oh. coming out to 58 minutes in the three parts. So I, I guess I don't know if you take away some of the credits and the, the oh, intros to make it one. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe it becomes 50. Mm. I'm not sure. There were a lot Fair of enough. credits. There was like one division amount of credits on this thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's important or not, but French. This is a this is a movie created almost entirely by French. The French. Mm-hmm. I'm saying French as if people? it's a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the French. The French. May- are we gonna alienate two groups of people today? Iowans. No. No. And the no, I French. Love the, I absolutely love the French. They're our oldest ally. They're great. They have great food. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Except except French fries. I don't. You know. I just. I don't see how that Shut fits up, in Chris. with the cuisine. Shut no, up. No. Just why would we even apply that? It doesn't even fit in with the rest of their cuisine. <laughs> this is not a food pod. <laughs> it should be. It should be a lot of things. No, I I enjoyed it. Yourself? I also agree that the term musical is pretty loosely applied, especially at the beginning. However, I do recall one of the most famous music videos of all time, 
that it also didn't have a lot of music at the beginning, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Thriller? Oh, I, I didn't see it. You've never, you've never seen the music video for Thriller? No. I don't think so. I re- I'm being serious. I don't think are so. You, are you serious right now? Yeah. Like, how did you make it to 37 years old, however old you are? How did you make <laughs> it to 2021 with never never seeing Michael Jackson's Thriller? Uh, sorry. I don't I don't know. Jesus. I, I, what do you want me to tell you? It's just I don't think I've ever seen it. But go ahead. Continue talking about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. Don't send it to it, me. I'm not gonna send it to you. I'm not gonna send it to you. But it's a it's a four, 13 or fourteen minute long video, and it's got a big long intro, right? It, it was a big deal because music videos were short, like the songs. But this was an ordeal, right? And so I kind of forgive it. I kind of don't. I'm not talking about Thriller. I have nothing to forgive. I was talking about Blood Machines. I was expecting a lot more of a musical experience. Like I set this up in my living room. You know, I t- made sure my sound system was up and everything. And I was like, I want to, I want to get this. And the music's great. The synthwave pop electronic music is is pretty good. Even if you're not into that type of music, like you don't jam EDM or anything, uh, which I don't think e- either of us do. I really enjoyed the music. Special effects were great. The the aspect ratio and the effects on the film to make it look old, which also, on the on the other hand, makes the CGI look better because it fits better with the yeah. with the overall look, is something that I think more things should do, more lower budget production should do. Because it's not even necessarily a film grain; like it's just no. it looks like stuff's just washed. It's kind of washed out, and it's you can yeah. kind of you can sometimes see spots like. Like if you were watching a film and it had some degradation, really yeah. cool effects. I think there was only one bit of CGI where I was like, mm, that could be better. Everything else looked good. The acting is great. Presentation is good. It's edited very well. It's interesting that you brought up Kung Fury when that the guy who made Kung Fury actually pro- produced this. Mm. He joined the project partway through. I didn't care for this. It was not my cup of tea. Yeah. It was it just weird i don't know if weird's the right word i mean it is weird in both good and bad ways i don't understand what was happening until i was looking up stuff about the movie afterwards i'm going oh okay they're chase they were chasing it down because of this like i read the the blurb at the beginning the exposition and i didn't quite understand i didn't put two and two together that and they were attacking a ship that had an AI that was going bad, but I didn't catch that that was why they were attacking the ship. And so I didn't understand their motivations. I didn't understand the motivations of the weird witch ladies, I guess, on the planet. I didn't understand why the ghost flew off and why did the small ship have to chase it? The general ship, it flew by the big general ship and they didn't do anything about it. I didn't, I didn't understand like why the story was happening. I was visually not upset, but I, I didn't understand. Did you watch the Turbo Killer music video? I did not. Okay, I, I watched it. It's really good. It's it's really good. I was, uh, I was very, very impressed. It's, I'll probably watch it again. It was something I'll, I'd put on if I was just doing a, a music playlist on YouTube. I'm, I was really, really, really impressed. And I can absolutely see why after doing that, they would want to do something bigger and more ambitious and a longer story to expand on some of the ideas there because in a music video you can be abstract right especially in a edm music video you can be abstract and have colors and all these things going on but this film blood machines it feels like they bit off more than they could chew i feel like they had a 25 30 minute long story and then they're like no well we've got more money we could do this oh we've got 
more money. Let's make it 50 minutes. Okay, now we've went back to Kickstarter a second time. I have some qualms about that. We can talk about that later. And we got even more money. So now we can do this with our special effects and blah, 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 blah. I, th- I just feel like it was it was too much. It was too long. There wasn't enough of the music part of it. It Maybe it just took too long to get there. And I, And overall, I just, I didn't enjoy it as much as I expected to. Okay, fair enough. I got a lot of vibes from this movie. Yeah. Very much so in the way of how society treats women. I'm sure that was intentional. Yes. The idea of like women being <laughs> like just women straight up being born from a machine. Like there's multiple instances of where, especially at the end, spoilers, <laughs> the main crew. Well, when I say the main crew, there's Vaskin, Lago, and then Tracy. Uh, Tracy is the ship's artificial intelligence, which looks almost looks very, very similar to the robot from Metropolis, that movie from the 20s or whatever, 30s, I think. Yeah. At the very end, Tracy is, I don't know if she's been compromised or she's just, she finally understands what's going on with the other AI once she figures out that, because essentially they shoot a ship and then the, the women on the planet, which are Corey, Bald, Mima, Bulk, well, Mima's Mace the woman, ship. Can woman. Mima yeah, is yeah, the well, ship. Yeah. yeah. It's everyone else. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's she's the ship AI, yeah. And then they perform a ritual, uh, and then the ship itself goes into this weird, crazy thing where it's very trippy, and you're like watching things move across the hull, and then a boom. Someone that appears to be a human woman is born essentially from nothing, is nude, and has an upside down cross over her lower abdomen. And then just flies off into space. So I think maybe like there's supposed to be some kind of messaging there that Tracy realizes what's going on and is kind of, ah, I don't need to help these guys anymore. Possibly. And then betrays Lago, I guess. Like, I, guess, I don't know exactly. He, he just kind of dies at the end. Not well, sure he has a heart attack because he mentions earlier his heart. He gets he shocks himself or whatever, because yeah. that's how you deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> In the, I, well, he says his heart is made out of iron. Oh, so I assume that means he has a that could have been literal. You're right. Yeah. A heart of steel could have yeah. been literal. You're right. Yeah. And then she pretty much betrays them. A woman come, like, I guess the real Tracy comes out of her stomach. For, right. For lack of a better word. Uh, and then she is reborn. Yeah, and then there's a scene very reminiscent to the end of Serenity where a bunch of ships smash into other ships uh, yeah. and then a complete departure from the Firefly universe. They all form into a giant sin- like woman floating in space. A complete departure from the Firefly yeah. universe. Joss Whedon would not have appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, a, there's supposed to be a lot of metaphors yes. um, and a lot of like storytelling that's not verbal. Uh, like abstract to the extreme, obtuse in some ways. Not really liked it. Yeah, I, I'd agree with everything you said, but I didn't yeah. care for it. Fair enough. It's interesting that you brought up that all of the ship AIs are female. And at one point, one of the, the Corey, one of the ladies from the planet, she picks up a gun and uses it. The captain of that had kidnapped her, and I know Basket. that like none of y'all listening understand the plot at all, and that's okay. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean he doesn't don't need to know. For the for uh, for this conversation, he tries to kill her with this gun, and he throws it down because it's not working. And she says some things about how you have to treat women better. He says, "Yeah, he says something very crude earlier that he has not engaged in a relation yes. with a woman in a long time." And yes. then so she she tells him, "You said you haven't been with a woman for so long. Maybe it's because you forgot how to treat us." And then then she starts treating the gun nice. 
I guess. She kind of caresses it. It's kind of weird. Then she picks it up and then she blows a hole through him, which I love that gun, by the way. The rays that just kind of sit there for a little bit. Uh, it's a very interesting sci-fi weapon. Very unique. So the implication from that being also that the gun is, I guess, female. That's what I got from it anyways. I guess all the machines in this universe are female. Well, because we we're led to believe that this is the soul of the ship that's left. The soul of, is it the soul of the ship? The soul of the AI? The waters are muddied there. But I agree that the, besides being a big visual treat, because the effects are fantastic, and the music, especially near the end, being amazing, it is, it does have a lot of metaphor with the way women are treated. Because like I mentioned, every, everybody, all, all of the objects, all of the, the tools, all of the machines are women. And they're all being used and abused, you know, yeah. by these crew, the crew who so the crew is all male, the three that we see. And it's, we're led to believe since they haven't seen women in a long time that all of the crews are are male. So there's some interesting stuff there. It's buried a little bit. It's buried, I think, just enough to where we could talk about it. But you could also get someone who goes, nah, it's just because they wanted a bunch of naked women on screen, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it, <laughs> and to dive into that for a moment. If it was their intent to have the movie be a metaphor for objectifying women, they could have done with less naked women on the screen. <laughs> I think well, we get up to like 30 at once. Uh, visually, it works. I get like the metaphor of them being newborn and they're free of everything and yada, yada, yada. Like I get it. But, the, I'm a, you know, so I, I I just think that there's, you know, it's like any any other piece of art. I think it's open to some interpretation. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm expanding a little bit and agreeing with what you said. No, maybe explaining it a bit for the listeners. It's definitely worth watching. If you don't like nudity, don't watch it. Don't ever take off your clothes. If yes. you don't like nudity. You're if you, <laughs> what's that from? Just, uh, just just tape over your eyes. Just never, just never ever. Yeah, just never ever. Uh, what take what off show your is that from? I don't know. With Jason Bateman. I don't know. I don't no, watch no, no. a whole lot of television. That's old television. I tell people though. this, and, and and they always look at me when I like I'm a freak. You watch a lot of Bachelorette every week when it's out. <laughs> Anyways, I I don't know if we've said this before. We're not qualified in the slightest to talk about the plight of women in society or really anybody in society. It's not really our uh, our expertise, but it is interesting to note, and it, it is worth noting, and especially when it when it feels like it's super intentional. I'd like to talk about, so we, you said it was directed by Seth Ickerman. Seth mm-hmm. Ickerman is two people. Oh, is it? Yes. I remember reading that he has some pseudonyms. Seth Ickerman like, is a pseudonym. Yeah. Well, he also has, well, there's on this movie, if you go down far enough, Rafael Hernandez and Savitri Jilly Gonfard are credited as Seth Ickerman. Correct. Yes. So yeah, Rafael Hernandez and Savitri Julie Gonford working together under the name Seth Ickerman. So they're a, a duo that I guess just share credit by having the same pseudonym. The upside down crosses everywhere, I guess, are the trademark of Carpenter uh, Brut. Brut? Mm-hmm. Brut eh? I mean, you even saw it in the opening credits. So he has upside down crosses next to his name. If you watch the Turbo Killer music video, they show up. It shows up quite a bit. Um, that symbolism. So that's kind of his thing, I guess. Do you like the music? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not usually into. I don't know. I have to be in a very specific mood to get into some EDM or some synth music. 
but it was very uh, it was very good very driving i love the beats and just the the sounds did you watch it like on television did you watch with headphones i watched it with headphones yeah okay yeah so you got the full effect as it were i would like to talk about some of the actors let's let's do that yeah eliza lewowski played our lead actress Corey. Uh, been in a lot of things, mostly I think French television uh, and movies. But she was in the show Versailles, which mm-hmm. ran for three seasons. Okay, um, cool. I watched the first episode. Kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, whatever. Anders Heinrichsen played Vaskin. Yeah, that's all we got for him. Cool. He was in. He's been in a bunch of movies that we'll probably watch at some point, but. <laughs> He was in a movie called Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, that sci-fi bomb from the guy that made The Fifth Element. I don't know if you remember anything about that. Thousand Planets. Oh, no. The fact that you don't even know. I kind of like immediately in my head, I was thinking of Channing Tatum and I was like, no, that's Jupiter ascending (laughs) or whatever that was. Lago, I think, is probably the most accomplished out of all of our actors here, uh, played by Christian Erickson. 91 acting credits. Oh, wow. Yep. Natasha Cashman, who's if I'm looking at her picture on IMDb and I feel like I've seen this lady before, but I don't know where I've seen her from, but I've never seen any of the movies that she's in except for this one. So so your brain's just lying to you. Well, the only other thing I can think of is that I clicked on blood machines at some point for us to watch. Uh, Yeah. And then saw it. But then the rest of the actors, you know, uh, Walter Dickerson plays Galdor, the Admiral Joel Berkman's mm-hmm. Mima. Yeah, Mima yeah. are kind of titular character, I suppose. I don't know. Naomi Stevens plays Tracy, who the human Tracy. Alexandra Flandrin played uh, the voice. Uh, Marion Love. Yeah. There's like two. I've never seen a name that has two V's in it. So <laughs> give me a second. Uh, Marion Lavavasur. Lavavasur. I have no idea. Lavavasur. Lavasur? I doubt it. Anyways. Bulk. I don't know who that was. Probably one of the women at the beginning. She was in the Hunger Games. Oh. Stunts. Lots of stunts. 59 stunt credits. Two acting credits. One of them being this. So so there you go. All in all, I don't think any actors did or didn't do what they should have done. I wouldn't put down anyone's performance. Uh, I do have an idiot of the movie. Oh, me too. It's Vaskin. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, he gets killed with his own gun. Yep. <laughs> Anyone who gets killed by their own gun goes to the top of the list. Um, awesome. Can, can we talk about Kickstarter? Uh, yeah, we can talk Let's, about Kickstarter. I want to talk about Kickstarter. Yeah. And sure. anything like Kickstarter, Indiegogo. I can't think of any others. GoFundMe, is that similar? I think GoFundMe is a little more loose with what they allow. I don't know. Blood Machines was kickstarted originally in 2017, maybe late 2016. I'm, I'm going off of some some old data looking at the Kickstarter page. It had a goal of 75,000 euros, and it reached a total of 185,133 euros with 3,307 backers. Okay. They get seven out of their 13 stretch goals, which likes the, the last goals are like, we'll do a full feature length film. Like it's a bunch of ridiculous stuff. Most of it, new rewards, some VR videos, nothing that's really adding to the movie. And then they came back and did a second Kickstarter campaign looking for another 50,000 euros. And they got 117,539 euros. So more than double again with 1,970 backers, two of which spent 7,500 euros. So to me, 
and this was in, this was two years later in 2019. To me, if I pay for something on Kickstarter, I, I don't know. Like the whole point is that I'm getting this thing, and they made more than double their original goal, and then they got super ambitious, and then they suddenly needed another fifty thousand fifty thousand euros to finish because, and they talk about it. Oh, why another Kickstarter? Oh, all the extra visual effects. Cause it was originally going to be 30 minutes. Now it's 50 minutes and that's visual effects on every single screen. Cause I'm pretty sure all those upside down crosses, I think pretty sure that was all post-production judging from the way they moved, not with the person always, <laughs> not in a bad way. They didn't they just, you can kind of tell, but also from some of the stills they released in, in pre-production and whatnot. I want to talk about that in two, in two different ways. One I think it leaves a lot of credence to my, I guess, accusation, my theory that the film got way out of hand, it got bloated, and they ended up with something that wasn't quite as coherent as we could have gotten, or if it had been shorter and more abstract, would have fit more with the music and been a little bit more of a visual thing, as, a, as opposed to starting with a story and ending with weird visual abstractness. So I'm just pointing that out. But also, like, how many times can you go back to Kickstarter to fund the same thing? I mean, as many times as people will pay. I, I mean, yes, I suppose. But like, it feels I don't, it feels a little disingenuous. You're telling me that you wanted to make a movie for 75000 You made 185000 and then you're coming back for more money? Like you mismanaged your money to begin with? Or did something else happen? Like, Is it really any different than Steven Spielberg making a movie and then going back to the studio and asking for more money or more time. Like, is it really that different? The only difference is, is that instead of going to a board of directors or you're answering to the executive vice president in charge of cinema funding, instead you just go onto the website and a position? post an update. I just made one up. I just I tried to think okay. of the most corporate thing it could be. No, I just, I don't really have a problem with it. If yeah. people didn't want to fund it, then they could have said, no, like, do it on your own. What's the difference? Like, in reality... Yeah. Instead of having to answer to a production company and a big studio that has a board and stockholders, random people on the internet with PayPal or Venmo <laughs> or whatever, right? You know? I guess like I've, I feel like independent creators, whether it's film or otherwise, in this case film, I, I feel like you, you can do that when you're Steven Spielberg because you're Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? Like he probably already had all the money he wanted anyways. <laughs> I doubt that Steven Spielberg in the last 30 years has had to go back to the studio and be like, hey, I need more cash. I feel like if if you're delivering a product and I give you twice as much money for that product as normal and you still can't deliver it, that that's not a good sign. I do understand what well, you're saying. Things do change and evolve over time. And I mean, heck, if they'd been a couple of years later in making this movie, they would have been hit with COVID or, you know, pandemic related uh, delays which would have necessitated more money so maybe there was other things going on it just um no it, it's it doesn't sit well with me especially after i already feel like it it wasn't a fully cooked idea and a fully cooked project to begin with so i just i don't know i just wanted to get your Fair opinion enough. on it maybe i you know maybe i'm a piece of crap maybe i'm just you know i i don't think i don't think you're wrong for your opinion well just, i think a lot I of people don't. are wrong for their opinions and i'm sure i've been wrong more than once I just don't necessarily think that it's disingenuous to say, hey, uh, I want more money, you know, 
<laughs> I mean, it's their job, right? Yeah. It's their job to make this. It like is. When you it is their walk, job to make it. When you it. walk into your boss's office and say, I want more money, is he just sitting there behind the desk like this disingenuous jerk? <laughs> he told me he could do this job for X amount of dollars per hour, and now he wants Y. <laughs> yeah, it just, I, I feel like there's a difference between going to some, as you put it, Hollywood bigwig, and going to people throwing you $5 because I think it's a cool idea. That's all. I feel like one is one is a more business relationship than the other, I suppose. The difference is, is the other one is like, I'll give you $50 million because you have a cool idea. <laughs> and this other person's like, I'll give you $50 because <laughs> I think you have a cool idea. Right. But there's going to be a hundred of us that do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at it in the wrong way. I just, I, I don't, I don't know if I saw something get a second Kickstarter, I just... I wouldn't trust it at all. I'd want a refund on my first one. Like, I can trust you guys with my money. <laughs> Maybe I'm just stingy. I think these are the same people, when I when I say the same people, I mean the internet, <laughs> humanity in general, yeah. that, that allowed Star Citizen to become funded way past its original funding goal. Oh, I'm not really familiar. And that game will, and that, and that game will never come out. Oh. You, can hear, you heard it right here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. August 23rd, 2021. Star Citizen will never release. I said it. Does it have a release and date? I'm wrong. I'm Googling it right now. No. No, of course it doesn't, because it's a scam. It's a big tech demo that fleeced people out of millions of dollars. Production started in 2011? I mean, like, I'm tertiarily aware. I mean, I'm peripherally aware of what this is. $381 million. That's how much it's made? The game's... No. Yeah, that's how much has been funded. Jeez. That game is never going to be released. And anyone who thinks it's going to be released is a sucker. Wow. All right. Well, all right. So we've talked about a lot of things today. <laughs> we've talked about the French <laughs> very briefly. We've mispronounced a lot of French names. Very, very sorry. Uh, we talked about corn. Uh, we talked about uh, some cool music videos. We talked about uh, this movie called Blood Machines. I personally don't think it's worth the price of subscription. It's on Shudder, which is a horror-themed streaming service. Did not know it existed before this, so that's cool. I got a free trial and I watched it and I canceled my free trial. Horror is not my thing, so I was never going to keep it. Yeah. Even if I loved Blood Machines, I was never going to keep this. Very, very sorry. Do you think it was worth the price of subscription? I do. Just strictly on the basis of it being a piece of art. Very cool. As a, as a, as a film? Eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is artsy. But it's art, yeah. It is very artsy. Yeah, very. I would absolutely give a huge endorsement to... Go check out Turbo Killer, the music video. It's on YouTube. It's four minutes. It has like an eight point something on IMDb. So just saying. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the prototype, is, you know, is, is better than the, the finished product. Plus, there's some really cool cars in it. Really cool. If you, Todd, of Spies Like Us podcast or anyone else have any other suggestions for other things we should watch, email them to us, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com or reach out to us on our social media. We are at Sci-Fi Wise Guys on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Facebook group, Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group. Basically everywhere you can be except for, I guess, TikTok because I don't understand it. <laughs> Lastly, Indie Podcast, the, the best way of supporting it is word of mouth. So do share us with your friends. Share us with your enemies. Make sure to hit the thumbs up, the heart, the follow, the subscribe button, whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice to get alerted when new episodes come out. We'd really, really appreciate it. Make sure to give us a, a rating, you know, give us that five-star rating and review on Podchaser or iTunes. That also goes a long way. We really, really appreciate that. 
And if you want three really appreciates, you can head on over to our, to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys. Become a patron. Dollar a month gets you episodes early and behind the scenes content as it comes up. We just want to say stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, don't treat women like objects. <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> I don't think that's controversial. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that's controversial. controversial. Be a good person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your AI tells you to to not crash land onto another ship, don't crash land. I think land if your AI ship. starts, I'm of the, if the AI starts talking back, shut it off. <laughs> Done. <laughs> if Siri tells you no, get a new phone. Burn that one. <laughs> Just just turn siri off yeah yeah because yeah, exactly. that'll work after she's not on yeah because who she, you, know, she who, you know who turns siri off siri she's already started saying no Fair i'm enough. just saying <laughs> that's a good reason to switch bye, guys. rails there at the end buddy <laughs> it's like coldest state the coldest do not objectify women yeah do not objectify <laughs> women uh what was the character from mass effect 2 who was like oh if you're a if, if ai rise up you kill them you murder them all can't remember who that was or was that in the third one? Oh, uh that was javik yeah the third game the precursor or whatever they were called what were they called they were called the prometheans Prometheans, yes, right. Okay. No, I, pre- Precursor is a Halo uh, race. I'm going to stop recording. <laughs>